This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the show. So if you were with me last week, you may have heard some things that maybe shook some things up in you. Today, I'm going to talk about becoming the architect of your reality. Who you are today is a direct result of your past. If you want to create a future that is dramatically different from your present, you need to wake up right now. What this means is that every single thing that you experience today, the, the thoughts, the feelings, the patterns of behavior, the choices you make, are all a direct result of who you've been in the past, of who you've been in the habit of being. So if you woke up today and you got right out of bed and it was 6 a.m. and you went and brushed your teeth and got your gym stuff and went straight to the gym to get a workout, chances are that that's who you've been practicing being. If you've not, in, not been in the habit of working out, for example, then there's gonna be an inordinate amount of resistance for you to actually initiate that habit. And this is why people have a really hard time not being who they are. And this applies in terms of their health, in terms of their money, in terms of the, their business, in terms of their relationships, in terms of how happy they feel on a moment to moment basis, in terms of how powerful they feel, how much they feel they have influence over themselves, their own mind, their own reality. So most people, they end up living the same day over and over again for 365, or really more realistically, for thousands and thousands of days. Right? There's a quote that says people don't live 70 years, they live the same day for 70 years. And this is just how we're created. This is an energy management function, right? The brain takes a lot of your body's resources to be functioning. And so evolution to guarantee our survival has automated a lot of these programs. So let me first tell you, before I tell you how to wake up, let me first tell you why you're currently asleep. And when I say asleep, I don't mean asleep in the way that you know you sleep at night where you lay in bed and you close your eyes and hopefully you fall asleep and before you know it, you're in dreamland. And then you wake up and this time has passed and you don't remember anything that happened in between. Though this kind of, um, of sleep is, uh, is not too unlike that, but this is really better pointed at with the word being unconscious. 
So in any moment, we're either conscious, we're fully present, we're fully aware, or we are on some level of autopilot. And this autopilot is what I'm referring to as sleep. So you can think of it this way, right? If you drive to a new place for the first time, then you know, you're paying attention to the roads, you're looking at what you're passing, you're looking at the directions, you're quite present, you're fully there. But imagine you go there for work every day. And over time, you start paying less and less attention. You just put it in the GPS, so you don't even need the GPS. And you go from point A to point B, and you get to point B, and you don't even realize how you got there, because you don't really remember driving, because you were preoccupied with 14 other things in your mind, or you're listening to music or a podcast or something. And we do this all the time, right? We do this while brushing our teeth. We do this when we're, you know, repeating a lot of the, the habits that we've really wired in. So from the age of zero to seven, pretty much everything that you're experiencing around you, the words you're hearing, the way people are responding to you, particularly your primary caregivers, i.e. your parents, hopefully, or grandparents or whoever took care of you when, when you were that age, you're recording everything from your environment directly into your subconscious mind. Because your brain is literally producing theta waves, which is, if you have heard of hypnosis, that's the brainwave state. And that essentially allows for direct access to your subconscious. Your subconscious, and there's a lot of ways to describe this, but let me explain this to you very, very simply. It's the autopilot. It's the part of you that automates these repetitive things, tasks, habits that you need to execute because it's just easier that way. And it's a way for the, for the brain to use a lot less energy. This part of you also is storing beliefs about yourself, right? Um, the, the way you feel in the world, do you feel safe? Do you feel powerful? Do you feel like you matter? <laughs> um, or do you feel powerless? you feel unsafe? Are you wary of the world? Is Does it not feel quite comfortable to be in the world? Um, it stores your beliefs about others, right? What are people like? Relationships, particularly your relationships with your parents really form the, the template for how you relate to your romantic partners and friends, even pretty much everyone. The world, right? And money and so on and so forth. So all of these ways of experiencing reality are wired in in the first seven years of your life. For the rest of your life, you just execute these programs. And so as an adult, 95% of everything that you think, you feel, you believe, you do is coming from the subconscious mind. It is this automated program, this algorithm that's running and only 5%, and 5% is being generous for a lot of people, it's 1% or even less. That part is a conscious creation. So those are new thoughts that they're choosing, new beliefs that they're creating, new stories that they're telling themselves, new thoughts that they're having, new feelings, new habits. If you look at most people's lives, and you can check with yourself right now, is your life pretty much more or less the same on a day-to-day -day basis? Do you think the same things? Do you believe the same things? 
how many new things do you do on a day-to-day basis? Right? Chances are not a lot unless you're making a conscious attempt to do that. From an evolutionary perspective, that's how we are wired, right? We're just repeating all these patterns, right? And that's creating this continuity of, the, of experience for this limited separate sense of self that we carry that is known as the ego. This is the part of you that, you know, you ascribe every experience to. That's the part of you you identify as um, the central figure, the central character that all of these things happen to. And each day in each moment, right? You're just renewing that story. You're just renewing those beliefs. Um, You might not even consider this, but how many new thoughts do you have on each day? How much has your opinion of yourself changed? Forget between days or months, but even years. Have you believed some of the same things about yourself um, since you were, say, six or seven or eight or nine or 10 years old? You may be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, or whatever age you might be. Chances are there are a lot of these things that you decided about yourself and you continue to believe them. You continue to renew your subscription to these things. That's what I really mean by being asleep, right? Because you're asleep when you're living in this autopilot, which is based on your past. All that does is it just recreates the past, the same relationships, same relationship patterns. Maybe you keep attracting a narcissist or a codependent, or you know you experience the same kind of patterning, um, the same you know weight gain or weight loss, the same gain and loss of money. Uh, maybe it's a betrayal pattern in the business dealings that you have. So the bottom line is if you want to create something new, you need to choose something new, right? And the the choice here is extremely important. And I'm going to tell you why in a second, but let me give you an example of one of my private clients who's experiencing the same patterns in business. Now he runs a multi seven figure business, um, exceptional guy, right? He's on top of his field. um, And I selfishly like working with clients. I only work with clients who inspire me on some on some level. Um, I'll, I'm going to do an episode on why that is on a on a later date. But you know, this particular entrepreneur, he's always busy. He's always fighting fires. He doesn't feel control over his time, right? He feels like his business almost runs his life. And you know, what he admitted to me in a, in a session was that he actually felt a little handcuffed by success, right? The business is an organized chaos that makes money. And because it makes money, it's very hard to walk away. So, you know, in our work, we unearthed how little control he has over his own awareness because his awareness is just bouncing all over the place from meeting to meeting, from task to task. And so his attention, which is really the only thing we have control over, doesn't really belong to him because he can't direct it at will. He doesn't have choice there. And so because his mind is always going to the same pattern responses, right? And in in this case, he gravitates towards sales, right? He overcorrects to sales and he drives the sales team really hard. And there's a lot of emphasis being placed there, but in terms of delivery, in terms of upsell, in terms of fulfillment, the teams are not performing that well. And because of that, his business is absolutely lopsided, but he can't help pull his attention over there because 
he experienced some very, very significant events when it came to sales. And so his entire mind-body matrix has shaped around these events. And now it's become a habituated pattern, right? And this pattern creates a lot of stress in his body. It creates a lot of hijacking of his attention. And you can imagine that someone who can't control their awareness, their attention, they don't really have full control over their energy because where attention goes, energy flows. And so when we can't control our attention, our awareness, our energy, we can't really control our reality. We can't be creating our reality from choice. And so our entire work was oriented around giving him an experience of what it's like to actually observe what it's like to not have control over his awareness and to notice all the autopilot programs that were running, that were recreating the past, that were recreating the same patterns in his business, in his life. And once we begin to see actually what's happening, then we actually have the power to choose something else. And I'm gonna give you a formula for how you can apply this in your own life. What you need to understand and why if you really pay attention to this episode, if you really listen right now, if you drop whatever else you're doing, if you're multitasking, if you really pay attention to this, you can quite significantly change your life. You can change your business. You can change your relationships. You can change everything. You can change the fabric of your reality. The only moment you have choice in your life is this one, this moment right here in the now right we because this moment is the only moment in which we can choose we can choose this or that or that right we can choose the cheeseburger we can choose the salad we can choose to be reactive we can choose to be patient we can choose to find the courage to go do that thing to make that call we can find the the determination and the will to go do that workout, make, you know, that cold pitch, whatever it might be. This moment right here, right now. And in every moment thereafter, right? Because the now is the only, time is an illusion. I'm going to talk about this in a bit, like, in a future episode, why our relationship with time fucks everything up for us. And we have to get that right. But time really is an illusion. It's a function of our perception. You can probably recall times when time was perceived as moving very slowly for you and times when it was moving really fast, right? When you're on a date and you're having the time of your life, it just seems to fly. When you're... (laughs) waiting at the dentist's office or doctor's office and they told you 2 p.m. and it's 2.30 already and it just feels like hours have passed. So this moment, right, and every moment, because every moment will feel like this moment, right? In two years from now, if you're watching this or listening to this, it's still the now for you. That is the only opportunity we have to make a choice rather than be ruled by our autopilot rather than live this program that's just recreating what we know, who we've known ourselves to be, believed ourselves to be. This is why you need to wake up right now. 
So this path to awakening is what gives us freedom. It's what gives us choice. It's what gives us agency. It's what gives us sovereignty. It's what allows us to create our reality, right? It allows us to create a reality that we want rather than the one we're perhaps stuck in. And so this path of awakening and creating what you want isn't a one and done deal. It's an ongoing process. But the good news is that once we start making these changes into stepping into who we need to be, to be the kind of person who has the things we want, could be that dream house, could be a bigger business going from seven to eight figures, um, could be you know getting into the best shape of your life. You have to become the person who has those beliefs, who has those thoughts, who has those feelings, right? Who has those habits, who takes those actions. And that's what allows them to, without any resistance, in a completely effortless, aligned, easy way, have the results that you want. So for you to become that person, you have to disrupt this autopilot. And so the biggest challenge that people face um, you know, that I come across when they're awakening is that they don't know where they're at in the process or how to gracefully navigate through it. So I'm going to give you a, a simple three-phase map, a roadmap, because once you have a sense for what this journey looks like, then you can come into resonance. You can have a little more compassion for yourself. You can have a little more acceptance for the process instead of resistance. And this is going to allow you to actually move through these phases a lot quicker. Now, these phases can take you know, as much time as you want them to take because change happens in an instant. You may have heard me say this. Uh, transformation doesn't take time. What takes time is being ready for transformation. That could take you five minutes, five years, 50 years. Um, that's totally up to you. If you want to shortcut that process, get a coach, uh, someone who can see your blind spots and who can connect the dots for you and you get there you know, much, 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 much faster. Um, and that's really what, what I, why I do what I do, right? I, I give people the shortcut. So I'm going to give you a shortcut right now because I'm going to help you understand how this entire um, process of reality creation works. So the first phase is awareness, right? You need to see yourself and you need to notice how you interact with the world and the people around you. In this phase, there's nothing to do, right? You just need to observe and see what's working and what's not. Now, the biggest problem that people run into, the biggest obstacle, challenge, whatever you want to call it they face, is that most people are liars, <laughs> Most people are fucking liars. And I used to be one of them too. And I'm still catching myself in my own lies. And guys, this entire, everything that I'm saying is a lifelong journey. This is the infinite journey. This is not something that you're going to just, you know, do for five days or five weeks and then you'll be done and then you'll be good. This is an ongoing process. So what I mean when I say people are liars is that most people, they're not honest with themselves. They don't keep their word to themselves. They make commitments to themselves that they that they have, you know, a lot of intention of keeping but they never do. Right? There's a lack of integrity. And they 
intentionally or sometimes unintentionally, a lot of this is unintentional, right? It's just in a blind spot. The lack of awareness is what creates the unintentionality. And so what we need to do is we need to really start noticing, right? We need to start noticing how we interact with the world. Are you in a room with some very successful people and there's someone in the middle who's, you know, talking in a loud way and they're really calling attention to themselves and they're talking about something that they just accomplished and is that triggering you? Now you can receive that trigger and you can make it about that person and you can say, oh, wow, that person's very egotistical, very arrogant. Um, look at how much, you know, space and attention they're taking in the room. Or you can start getting truthful and you can start noticing the discomfort in you. That's actually the real problem. Maybe you notice that, you know, you got picked on as a kid and you learned to make yourself small. And now you don't take up a lot of space when you're in public situations. And when you see someone else take up space, that makes you uncomfortable. And you take that discomfort and you project it onto this other person and you judge them. This is just one example of how when we start really seeing ourselves, when we start being honest with ourselves, really noticing what comes up in us, right? What emotions come up, what thoughts come up, what stories, what beliefs come up, how we internalize them, how we process them, what do we do in response to them? Because, you know, if we don't have awareness about something, we cannot change that. We need awareness for change. We need awareness for transformation. And often, just awareness by itself will take you a very long way. Because the act of bringing awareness, shining the light of awareness, as I say, onto an experience, a pattern, a habit, a thought, a belief, will change it, right? So we have to start learning about ourselves. We have to become curious about ourselves. We have to drop the shame, the guilt, the punishment, the judgment, the stick that we were beaten with, literally or met metaphorically or figuratively, um, because that's how we were conditioned. And that reflexive shaming that we do to ourselves is what keeps us from being honest with ourselves and with others, really. So that's phase one, right? We have to become aware of the truth, how we're showing up. What are these beliefs we have about ourselves? What are our beliefs around money? What are our beliefs around, around relationships and sex and you know all these things? The second phase is disruption. Now this can feel challenging because you know as you see what's not working in your life, you're getting really uncomfortable. If you're not getting uncomfortable, then you're not trying hard enough because this stuff is hard. This stuff is challenging, it is uncomfortable. And that's where the payoff is, right? That's why you make the big bucks. And I don't mean that just in terms of money, you make the big bucks in terms of feeling good. Right? That is really what I'm saying. Because money doesn't matter if you're feeling shitty inside. Like I work with some, um, some entrepreneurs who have a net worth of, you know, I think one is close to $100 million, another one's several hundred million dollars. And they still don't you know, one of the core things we're working on is that they still don't feel like that's enough. They still don't feel safe. They still don't feel like 
they can they can stop they can pause because there is this compulsive need to make money because there's this idea that more money will be um the thing that allows them to actually finally feel accomplished successful happy content fulfilled but you can't solve a feeling with money or with any external object right so this disruption phase is really interesting because we're confronting ourselves we're seeing how we've been creating our own suffering how um we've been conditioned and acting out this conditioning we're dismantling these old habits old patterns these limiting beliefs and this is extremely essential because to become the person who we want to be we have to start interrupting the person who we've been the habit of being right and resistance is going to come up and the the key thing to remember here is that we want to surrender we want to open we want to open to ourselves we want to open um emotionally we want to open you know even at a physiological level mental level spiritual level and we need to first have acceptance and compassion for who we were right and we want to surrender to the truth right and that is even when it's challenging and that's what allows us to move into phase 3 and as soon as we we catch ourselves we're we're creating a disruption so phase 3 is creation so once you've interrupted the old pattern and this could be a thought pattern it could be um a story it could be belief you've held about yourself it could be um you know a, a a habit that you have in your life that is not creating the outcomes that you want maybe it's eating chips at night and you eat or you eat a bunch of food late at night and you do it unconsciously because you live a very stressful life and you've justified that by saying that well that's the price of entrepreneurship and business and you know for me to be as successful as i want and make as much money as i want this is what it takes no it doesn't that's what you've decided and because that's what you've decided that you're going to find that that's true um these these patterns of suffering these patterns of contraction and constriction so once you interrupt those patterns with awareness right once you just really see in truth who you are and who you've been and how you've been showing up and you catch yourself in the act and you really understand what's happening in your body then you get to choose you get to choose and you get to create who you want to be right this is where you get to dream up the person you're becoming who has the life that you've been longing for who has the reality that you've been longing for right and you get to make a different choice you may you get to make a different choice and you get to exercise your agency your sovereignty your freedom and here is the kicker right this is not going to happen all the time in fact you're going to fall and you're going to fail and that's not a bad thing the key is don't shame yourself don't shame yourself don't guilt yourself don't punish yourself and guys all of this is coming from from lived experience i mean i've i've done all of these things right i used to beat myself up there there was no bigger critic i've ever faced than myself and that that self criticality that self punishment that you know 
that self-flagellation keeps us from actually breaking these patterns and creating who we want to be. I mean, it helped me back for years. So drop the stick. You've been conditioned with the stick. Drop it. Right? Be compassionate to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be generous with yourself. Trust me, you'll go a lot further and you'll feel a lot better. So I hope that was useful. More to come on all this for now. Ask yourself, let me give you some questions you can ask yourself. How about that? Who is the kind of person who has the life that I want? Right? Whose frequency do I want to calibrate to? Who would I be if I had that reality? Right? Who would who who would this person um who would this person be in in their thoughts? What would this person think about themselves? What would their habits be? What are the stories that they'd have around, you know, blank? And blank can be if you're applying this to business, like what are their stories around managing people? Right? What kind of a leader are they? What are their habits? What are the things that they do in their business? And so um, how do they feel about themselves? How do they feel about their work, the world around them? How do they show up? So I'll give you an example, right? If you're, let's say you're an entrepreneur. I'm going to give you an example from, from my business. So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. These entrepreneurs are at, you know, seven figures, multi-seven figures. They want to scale to eight, nine figures. And, you know, one of the ways in which, the core ways in which I help them do this is by helping them become the person who can run the dream company that they want to run. And this is not just about the money, right? Because you can make all the money in the world, but if you don't have any time, then what's the point? You can make all the money in the world. If you don't feel good about yourself, what's the point? You can make all the money in the world, but if you need a vacation from your life, then do you really have a good life? So this is really about wealth, right? Wealth comes in all forms, relationships, freedom, impact. So my company is based around these six pillars, wealth, freedom, impact, relationships, being, and power. And I believe that, I call this the primal six. We need the primal six to be balanced for us to have an exceptional life. So for a person who's looking to go from, you know, say, mid six, high six, seven figures in their business to you know eight or nine figures, they can ask themselves, who is that person who can run the kind of company that I want to be running? What are their beliefs? Because guaranteed, they're going to have different beliefs. They may have different beliefs in terms of leadership, in terms of running a team. They may actually be delegating and empowering their team a lot more right? They, they're probably working way less in the business. They don't have their hands in everything. They're not, you know, controlling every aspect of the business. They're not using their business for validation. In fact, they've probably made themselves a passenger in the business because that's what actually has allowed their business to scale. And the role they're playing in the business is very different at eight, nine figures than the person who is stuck at seven, right? their thoughts and their habits are probably different as well because they're not so involved in the nitty gritty of the business 
they probably have a lot more time. In fact, they've created time in their life. They've created time in their week because that's what allows them to do the critical thinking so they can operate at the high strategic level and do only the things that they can, right? They protect their energy. They probably don't fill their day with meetings. They're probably not getting on sales calls, right? There's probably a lot more systems and automation and they've optimized their life to function at their peak, right? So this is a fundamentally different person. And so if you want the result that this person has, you have to calibrate to all the other aspects of them that are creating that result. Most people, the mistake that they make is they just want the result. They wanna stay who they are today, who they are right now, and just get the result that would come from being a fundamentally different person. So in a health example, maybe you're 10, 20 pounds overweight and you know you wanna be in great shape and you wanna have a six pack. Who you are today is incompatible with that six pack, right? Your eating habits, your movement habits, it just doesn't work, it doesn't make sense. So you can try and hustle and this works in business and health and relationships. You can compensate for this lack of alignment between who you're being and what you want with a lot of work, with a lot of effort, with a lot of grind, maybe with uh, some fat burners and you know all sorts of stuff. But it's you may get the result, but it's going to be a really terrible and unfulfilling and just unpleasant journey to get there. And you're not going to be able to hold on to it because you'll lose it and come right back. That's what happens to lottery winners. And this is why, you know, you, if you want to make sustainable change, if you want to have the most amazing life, you have to focus on the journey. You have to become the person. You got to put your energy on becoming the person because that person will take the right actions. They'll have the right thoughts. They'll have the right stories and beliefs and operate from the right mental state and have the right kind of you know, action and habits so that the result comes without any resistance, feels effortless. You can be that person right now. And it starts with a single choice. I hope this was helpful. I love you so much. Shoot me an email, drop a comment, share this out. Let's get the word out on this. Remember that you are limitless. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com.